Hi there and welcome to All Day Intentional with me Tali Victory at Tali Vicky on IG. This is a space where I share life skills and tips as we rethink, relearn and reform and hopefully you get to pick a lesson or two. Should I meet your acquaintance, I'll appreciate you following or subscribing to the podcast, maybe even share with a friend or group. So let's get down to today's episode. Enjoy. This is Threads of Therapy on All Day Intentional. The intention is to uphold gender wellness and equip us with practical knowledge and tips for everyday body, mind, and soul check-ins. Today, I have a conversation with Olive Diangui. Olive is a counseling psychologist. She has a master's of arts in counseling psychology, and she's also the founder of Prometheus Kenya. At Prometheus, they offer heart-centered work in psychodynamic therapy combined with humanistic approaches and cutting-edge science aimed to enable the discovery of self and inspire emotional and mental well-being. Enjoy the episode. Once again, thank you for um, being here. Thank you for allowing us to do this. I I wouldn't, I actually don't have the words to express how grateful I am for you agreeing for us to have this conversation. Um, Maybe we can just dive right into it. Uh, So maybe you can just brief us on how Prometheus came to be, what inspired you, and yeah, why you do what you do. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Tali, for having me on the show. I also really appreciate being here. Um, I, it's, I, it's a great opportunity. So, um, Prometheus came to be, I think probably three years into me working as a, as a therapist. So Mm -hmm. I had been working for a group practice for, um, and this is pre COVID, you know, in person sessions. Um, Mm And it was great. It was a fantastic learning experience. I mean, coming off of university, you know, you're really wanting, you're really hungry for that um, real experience of being in session with a client and yeah. working through things. You want to try out all the techniques you've learned. So that, that was a proper, like, long learning experience, which was very, very valuable. Um, mm-hmm. But then there was, you know, a, a growth cap, yeah? Um mm-hmm which exists sometimes when you're working with other someone people, else. Or yes, you're working for someone else. Yeah. That's one. Then the other thing that um, constantly would get to me, or, and mm-hmm. especially the reason why I started the page, right, mm-hmm. was I felt like there was no, there wasn't good content out there mm-hmm. for regarding mental health mm-hmm. made by psychologists. So you had like psychologists were in, practice and they were out there working with people in therapy rooms and then Mm -hmm. on social media there were a lot of mental health advocates and mental health advocates do a lot of good in terms of bringing awareness to mental illness but they might not have the technical knowledge Uh, yeah right so that i felt like that was like a gap that was in the market Uh, people would sometimes talk a lot about mental health Mm-hmm. Um, but not in ways that were necessarily very useful or mm-hmm. maybe even sometimes in misleading ways, right? So, or especially maybe in ways that did not give people um, 
content that was valuable that they could actually use to improve their lives in some way or other or mm. give them a better understanding of some experiences that they were having. So that's okay. something that I really wanted to do. And that's a big part of uh, why I even called it Prometheus is because Prometheus is actually um, a Greek titan, right? Um, in Greek mythology, and his role was to bring innovation and insight to man. That was the whole uh, reasoning behind the name is that's what I wanted to do for the mental health space in the Kenyan context is to mm -hmm. create content that would give people an opportunity to have insightful aha moments that would mm -hmm. actually impact their their lives or would you know help them incorporate well-being into their lives in a way that was functional Ah, that's nice. And I do agree. It's one thing to speak from, you know, just mere experience. And it's a whole other thing to uh, speak from a more educated, more practical, you know, more informed space. And it's a good thing now that we have um, a psych uh, psychologist here. Yes, yes, that's exactly uh, what I am, a psychologist, a counseling psychologist. A counseling psychologist. Okay, so why therapy? Why is therapy important? Um, why do we even need to consider it? Because um, we know people think about psychologists and the whole aspect of seeing a psychologist, like just going out there and seeing a shrink and it's there's that stigma behind it. So for you who has been in the field for quite some time, uh, why do you think therapy is important? Why do you think um, having or taking the time to actually see someone who's uh, a professional person who is able to take you through that whole process would be useful for us, uh, people in our age group, maybe, or even, you know, younger or older? Basically, why do you think therapy is important? I don't know that I would even really say that, that what we need is therapy per se. Okay. But what we need is spaces in which we can be our authentic selves and accepted as such. And therapy gives you that space. Okay. And sometimes in your typical social environment, you might not have that space. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's that. That's the first thing. Then okay. the other thing is to have that space in the presence of someone who can guide you or give you the tools mm -hmm. to make meaning of the experiences that you've had in your life mm -hmm. in such a way that it gives you a sense of purpose or forward motion or mm -hmm. a way for you to understand the experiences that you're having or mm -hmm. to embrace the realities of your life in a way that makes your life fulfilling. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, we all have people in our lives who, who matter to us, good friends who can listen to us when we are in a difficult time or when we need to unpack something or figure something out. And those are very valuable experiences. In fact, can be even considered therapeutic, right? Mm. So a therapeutic experience or a relationship is a place that affirms you, affirms who you are as a person, 
validates okay. the best qualities about you and mm-hmm. accepts all parts of you with unconditional positive regard. Uh, okay, so it affirms, it mm-hmm. validates, mm-hmm. and uh, the last word you said? It like accepts all parts of you unconditionally, right? Okay. In the same way, for example, you can have a friend who you, you know, of course your friends know you in and out and they know, you know, the parts of you that are wounded and broken and maybe they know qualities that you might have that are not so great but they accept you, they appreciate you as who you are, right? If you have that type of friend, that's a very valuable experience. That's a very valuable relationship, right? That could Uh even be considered therapeutic. What a a psychologist or a therapist brings into the dynamic that that takes it to the next level is Mm -hmm. the skill to, first of all, focus on you a hundred percent right because with your friend your friend has personal experiences and stuff that will get into um the dynamic conversation exactly yeah yeah? so the therapist that space is a hundred percent about you they don't bring themselves into the conversation they Uh what they're doing actually is like they're holding up a mirror in order mm-hmm. that you might see yourself more clearly. So the difference between um, as much as in friends, circles, maybe even in family, um, and being in the presence of now a professional psychologist, it's that now with a psychologist, it's all about you and your experience. Mm-hmm. And now the difference with maybe your social group is that now you will have also a bit of input from their own experiences and maybe their own biased view of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if I would also say like personally in my own experience, I have mm-hmm. tried therapy before and mm-hmm. um, it didn't go as well. So mm-hmm. I resulted to say things like books, podcasts, online videos. Mm-hmm. And for quite some time, I was, I was like, you know, this is going to be my therapy. I'm just going to mm-hmm. dive into books, read about whatever I'm going through, see who else out there has gone through it and how they came out of it. And maybe for me, that would be my therapeutic session. How practical mm-hmm. is that line of thought? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it is it's practical, right? There are a lot of reasons why people might not be able to like go see a, a psychologist, right? For mm-hmm. it could be financial, right? Like it could be that they can't afford to to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, though there are a lot of affordable avenues available these days. Maybe not. Um, maybe they don't have that information, right? Like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't have access to that information yeah. or they, it might be that they're not ready right, to speak to a person. They're not ready to open up in that way. Um, uh-huh. okay. Right. And they probably still need to do some personal work right, before they can get to that place where they feel like they can speak to someone. There are a lot of reasons why someone might choose not to necessarily go to see a therapist. And I think you can do a lot of, good work by yourself okay. i really do think so for okay uh, it's the thing is that it can maybe take a lot of time probably i mean mm-hmm. it's a learning curve right because you are yeah. what what you're getting with a therapist is um someone who has probably dealt with this problem multiple multiple times, multiple times and has yeah. a very clear understanding of um 
what works, what doesn't, and can mm-hmm. guide you. It's like a okay. guide. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like if you decided, let's say you're going to go to the park, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could decide you're going to take one of those guides to give you a tour of the place and explain to you what this animal does and why and all that stuff. Or you could choose mm-hmm. to just drive through the park by okay. yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you will see an animal and you might Google, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. what's that? Right. You can use, you can use, uh, you can take a picture and do a Google image search and be like, oh, I think it's called at this and this is what yeah. it's about and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, and that can be very valuable information, but maybe there might be some detailed, nuanced thing that the guide could have yeah. shared with you. Do you get okay. what I'm saying? Yes, I do understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. So there's that. Yeah. Um, you, you've still gotten a good experience, but maybe you could have gotten more information. So one, mm-hmm. there's information. Right? Okay. Then okay. two, therapy is more than information. The information is important, certainly, but mm-hmm. it's also about the relationship that you have with the therapist, okay. right? What yes. is therapeutic is the relationship that you have with your therapist. It's not necessarily the information. Yeah. So um, you can gain a lot, though, from working on your own. And I wouldn't tell someone not to do it. What I would tell someone to do is just be keen to mm-hmm. fi- for, to figure out like where my wh- what are the sources of this information like where am I gaining my content from? Are you um using? Are you listening to maybe um you know self help gurus? Not to say that self help gurus are not um cannot even also share very valuable and positive information. Information, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah just in a bid to protect yourself from potentially harming yourself because sometimes what i see people um you know um getting into trouble with is you know there's a lot of self-help material that can be quite um toxic right some productivity material that can be that can put you in a in a in a tailspin of uh you know constantly chasing some other place of yeah. perfection yeah right? and yeah. ultimately ends up having a very negative impact on you on your well-being mm-hmm. right right so you have to be careful where you're getting your information from who you're listening to okay. um i mean and the good thing about the world these days is i mean you can really get very very good information right yeah um, very reputable sources yes um and there but, are so many books out there by the yes, way exactly yes yeah so be careful where you're getting information from then the other mm-hmm. thing i would say is um it wouldn't hurt if if what you're going through especially is really impacting your quality of life on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. um and it's um, maybe even causing you to question the value of your your life, your existence, right? Maybe it's bringing up thoughts of suicide or yeah. um, it's causing you to feel like, I mean, you're not, you're not having, you're having a suboptimal experience with life on a day-to-day basis, right? And I mean, you know, like this is a very subjective experience. You're the one who knows what you're experiencing internally. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're doing this... Um, you know, personal or self-driven 
wellness um, drive, whatever, and it's not having the impact that it should. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, do yourself the favor of actually speaking to a professional. There is value in it. And I know a lot of people sometimes have had bad experiences, which is valid. It can happen. Yeah. Mm. Um, Maybe shop around, take your time, like, um, you know, interact with different therapists, Mm-hmm. try try different things maybe try and get referrals like from someone who can maybe be quite clear like yes i i have had several sessions with this person and it was helpful in this and this way yeah, yeah. um in the end mm-hmm. what i'll i'll say is that you can do very valuable work by yourself by yourself yeah but sometimes it's needed to have that uh, professional help you with the hard to reach places because <laughs> that's another yeah. thing yeah sometimes yeah. there are places that you might struggle to reach by yourself I see a therapist sometimes yeah okay. yeah and yeah. I know it's also a requirement when you're going through the whole uh, training that's right yes yes, ah, yes. it's okay. a requirement when you're going through training but uh-huh. even on your in your day-to-day life, because you're also a person and things happen to you, you know, you might lose a parent or you might lose a job or you might have some relationship trouble or even the people that you're seeing in your practice mm-hmm. might elicit some internal reaction from you, right? And uh-huh. it's a, a, your responsibility, I mean, to take care of that of your well-being because you're also um taking care of other taking people taking care of other people yeah right. you can't you can't pour from an empty cup yeah yes certainly and also you can't um see your own blind spots that's why they're oh. called blind spots yeah okay. so sometimes you need that external eye right yeah yeah um so it's just the same way you can decide that you're going to do your own accounting Okay, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, now that we are in, um, you know, we are in KRE season, right? So you can decide <laughs> yeah. that you're going to do your own accounting mm-hmm. and you can possibly do a decent enough job, right? Yeah, yeah. But maybe um, a professional accountant can do a better job. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Yes, yes, it makes a lot of sense. It does. Yeah. Um, or they might... Um, see some things that you missed right or you might make some mistakes because you don't have a very thorough understanding of what that landscape looks Ah, like okay yeah or Uh it might take you uh, a very long time 10 hours to get around to it whereas this person you hire might help will finish the work in two hours yeah so it's kind of like you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons of it ultimately if -hmm. you do feel that you um you're not making progress maybe it's time to consider seeing a therapist but if you but even as you see a therapist by the way still you'll do a lot of work on your own either way you know Mm -hmm. you still have to do a lot of um the self-reflection which is not something that the therapist can do for you you have to do for yourself yeah yeah yeah. you'll have to spend time like doing a lot of journaling and whatnot even as you're going to therapy right Mm -hmm. the difference here is that you have someone guiding you through the process and you have someone pointing out your blind spots and you have someone giving you tools that 
help you achieve what you're trying to achieve better oh, wow. faster okay, okay. Yeah. yeah uh you well when you are saying that it reminded me of something that a lot of eastern philosophers say these days that um it's not the work for it's not the work of a savior to save you uh, for them is to guide you, but it is you who actually does the work, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So uh, thank you for that breakdown. Now, the other thing I would, that would come to my mind and also from my own experiences, I've said, um, like for me, the one thing that actually drove me to not fast consider therapy with a professional and just go directly to the books and just do it for myself for a bit uh, was uh, my first interactions were not exactly ideal for me. I didn't get the, uh, what would I say, the feedback I was looking for at the beginning. So clearly to say, uh, sometimes you might not get what you're looking for. And also, as you've said, um, you you it's, it's not a given that you will find a psychologist that or a therapist that will work for you from the word go so in your own experience like what are some of the situations that could lead to what we might say that maybe this session has gone wrong for me or this session is not as useful for me and what can we do to make that um a bit more or what can we do to make that landing a bit more smooth? I wouldn't say it would mm. be seamless because, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a challenge with every form of relationship. But mm -hmm. what could we do to make, um, you know, a client-therapist kind of relationship uh, more useful even for us who are trying to look for help in that space? Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, so in regard of, like, in regards to trying to find the right therapist right to begin with um yeah. what i would say is um you know take your time like um first of all try and figure out what are you trying to achieve and if you can if you know people who maybe specifically work in those areas that would be a good place to start right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. ask your therapist questions like most therapists will offer or will give you an opportunity to um like a consultation, you know, before you start the therapeutic process to kind of have a conversation, ask your therapist yeah. questions, yeah? Ask them, you know, okay, what what do you specialize in or how do you work? Uh, what what tools do you use? Um, if you, I had you mention Eastern philosophy, so if maybe yeah. that is, uh, if they have a, a some type of opinion or orientation, religious yeah. orientation, right? Oh. In one way or another, um, if you're part of maybe the LGBTQ community, whether that's something that they're okay with or not. Mm -hmm. um, if, for example, um, you know, if you're in a, you, pass, you, you belong to a different religious um, orientation, if that's something that they're okay with or not, um, mm -hmm. you can ask them all sorts of questions, you know, how long they've practiced and blah, blah, blah. I mean, any question that you have, first, I mean, find, find out from them Mm -hmm. and then see whether this person fits your needs. I mean, all therapists are trained, right, to yeah. work with people. But mm -hmm. you see, ultimately, also there you're forming a relationship with someone and you have to be comfortable, right, yes. with this person that you're choosing to go on this journey with. Most therapists are trained to work with the general population, right? Like you, you yeah. study 
a lot of different things mm -hmm. and you can probably work with a lot of different people but uh -huh. even as you are going into that um, study you find mm -hmm. as a therapist that you are inclined towards you know some approaches more than others or mm -hmm. you feel um, you are better skilled or equipped to deal with certain issues more than others right yeah. So, and over time, you know, it happens that inevitably people specialize in certain areas. So, yes, yes there's that, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of qualification, there are differences with therapists. And then also, um, mm -hmm. you know, a client might feel strongly about certain things. A client might feel that, you know, they want to speak to a man, for example, mm -hmm. or a woman specifically, uh, or someone older in their 50s or 60s all these factors are subjective you know i mean a, a therapist could be perfectly uh, equipped and tooled to work with a certain client but mm -hmm. for subjective reasons it just doesn't work out the thing yeah. is though mm -hmm. if it does so happen that um you're having that type of a reaction to a therapist mm -hmm. it might be more useful for you to examine within that relationship with that specific therapist why am i having this type of reaction to this therapist why do i feel that you know maybe um uh triggered or ticked off when they or irritated in some way when they uh or when they say certain things to me or why am i maybe reacting to them in the same way that i react to my mother because they're an older ah. woman you get what i'm saying Wow. It, it becomes yeah. an avenue for you to, yeah, it's a, it becomes a, an actually an avenue for you to examine some unconscious biases that might exist, which could okay. actually lead you to a lot of growth. Okay. Yes. As opposed to just quickly exiting. Yeah. That, or writing them um, Exactly. Yeah. You might be feeling maybe as though um, it's not working out because of them, but maybe it's not working out because of you. So what I usually suggest clients sometimes to do is mm -hmm. to bring bring it up, bring it up in therapy. I mean, therapists actually um, are a good therapist will mm -hmm. not um, op be opposed to having a conversation about something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah they yeah. would want to hear you they would actually be very um they can use that to help you explore certain perceptions of biases that you might have about certain mm -hmm. issues okay. yeah we actually like to say in therapy that everything in that happens in the therapeutic environment mm -hmm. is um is a useful part of the process okay Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think uh, even like for the next question, I wanted to ask. Uh, I think in between um, your answer, you are able to like summarize it because the next question would be like, uh, how would I prepare for that? But as you have said, uh, you can do number one. You can do your own research, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Then you can also ask uh, the people in that space if you know someone, so that they can sort of guide you in the best mm -hmm. processes of how to get into you know that connection with the therapist and then you can also ask the particular therapist that say if you have shortlisted the ones you want to go to you can mm -hmm. also ask them some of the questions that you feel like would you know 
be a big part of who you are as a person just to make sure you're comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. And also finally, just if you have triggers and if you have, uh, you know, certain responses or reactions to the whole interaction, you can also be open to having that conversation with them and just use the, that as an opportunity for you to grow as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I've summarized mm-hmm. that. Yes, perfectly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. And so as we come to sort of the end of this conversation, the one thing that it's a bit general and maybe just from your point of view and for the time that you have been in this space, uh, do you feel like the mental health conversation is where it needs to be? And if not, what can we do to, you know, get it to a more useful a more practical space, especially for our youth and people who are just trying to figure out what life is all about. Mm, I actually like what you said about getting to a more useful and more practical space, because I feel like um, there is a lot of conversation about mental health. That's a very positive thing, I think, certainly, because Uh there was a time when um, there wasn't any conversation about it, and that wasn't too long ago, right? That's actually quite recent. So I think um, I mean, maybe I might sound very optimistic, but I really do feel like a, a lot of uh, distance has been covered, uh-huh. right? And I yes. think that's a fantastic thing. And we have a lot of, um, you know, mental health advocates who to to thank for that, professionals yes. in this space. We've made a lot of efforts to, to do that. People who willingly share their experiences um, with mental illness and getting to mental wellness um, yeah. and the media taking up the cause. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's been a very concerted effort and I feel like we've both, we've made a lot of progress. That practical and useful part, I feel like it's what we still need to work on instead mm-hmm. of take it, talking about it from a theoretical large-scale space mm-hmm. of mental health. In fact, sometimes I really struggle even with the word mental health because i feel like um we've we've sort of commodified it to some extent um and you know when you use a phrase or a certain set of words to describe something consistently yeah. it almost loses meaning <laughs> Do you get yeah that's saying? true that's true yeah yeah you call everyone toxic now that <laughs> yeah exactly they say. yeah exactly so I think that usefulness and practicalness uh, is what um, we we struggle with a little bit. We, yeah. um, I think sometimes we still talk about typical mental illness mm-hmm. in a very, like it's the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yes. And, and, um, and it's really not because, these are things that literally everyone experiences all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not a special thing. It's something that happens all the time. We all, all have time, those yeah. days when we wake up feeling really down. And then mm-hmm. the, the reality of it also is that there are, um, spec, there's a spectrum to it, right? It's not mm-hmm. a matter of, uh, are you well or are you ill? Um, okay. sometimes it's something in between, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole gray zone in between health and illness, right? And uh-huh. sometimes um, the illness is quite clear and diagnosable, right? Like it meets all the criteria for it to be considered, okay, illness. 
But even then, there is a whole range of gray about the severity of that illness. Right. Okay. So, so there's that. But then more practically, when we talk about the health aspect of it, even not the illness part of it, but the health mm-hmm. aspect of it, it's about um, what does it look like to be a healthy, well-adjusted human being? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. When you're interacting with your family at the dinner table or you guys sitting and watching TV, um, how openly can you share or talk about your your life or your thoughts or what you need and how uh, embraced are you as the person that you actually are by your family or not, right? Mm -hmm. And this the the point of me saying this is not to um, cause someone to imagine that because they're not accepted, therefore they are having a terrible experience and, you know, um, they need to change it. They can Sometimes you can't change some of these experiences. Sometimes it's a matter of accepting that this is the reality of it. Maybe Mm -hmm. my family might not be very open to accepting this part of myself. How can I find maybe a community that can, I can belong to that can embrace me in this way and then find a way to accept that this is where my family is at. Maybe Mm -hmm. even work towards a sense of um, forgiveness internally towards Mm -hmm. them, right? For my own well-being. Yes, yes. Uh, but then now moving forward, recognizing that as a person who has now developed this wholesome well-being, mm-hmm. you are better equipped or you're capable to create a healthier family dynamic. I think we also need to be patient with the process oh, um, yeah. of well-being. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight i mean even in therapy with an individual it takes some yeah. time to move yeah. from uh, one step to the next and once they've done that they sometimes need to plateau for a while you know yeah. and mm-hmm. then they're gonna maybe come back after three years mm-hmm. and want to work on something else or maybe even the same thing but at a different level so growth takes time you know mm-hmm. so if yeah, growth it takes times for individuals yeah in that way even socially, it takes time, you know? It takes time, we, are, yeah. we make, yeah, the kind of conversations we are having now, we were not having 10 years ago. Very and, true. Yeah, and 10 years from now, we'll be further down the road. And when um, we have children who are our age, mm-hmm. we'll be in a different space than yeah. you were when we, you know what I mean? So we are yeah. making steps. Um, a big part of growing and um and um building something is also learning to appreciate the progress that you have made appreciating ourselves for mm-hmm. the efforts that we have put and how much further along the road that we are um mm-hmm. instead of constantly speaking as if we are at zero because zero. i don't think we're at zero yeah. yeah even this whole conversation around um stigma in mental health it's true sometimes there is some stigma and it's true. Like yeah. I said, yeah, people sometimes talk about uh, very typical experiences as if it's the booga- the boogeyman, right? So yeah. that is still true in some respects, but in other respects, um, we are having these types of conversations which we never had before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think we're making progress. Mm-hmm. We need to appreciate ourselves from the progress that we've made so far mm-hmm. um i think maybe even that that conversation into of of 
how practical and useful, how real and authentic are the conversations we're having about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be uh, the next dimension of this process. Yeah. And I think as we keep going, we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. And I think we have actually, to a very large extent, also gotten somewhere, somewhere valuable, somewhere better than, than where we were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I think as we come to an end, maybe do you have any parting short words or maybe one last statement or thing you would like uh, the audience to know or you know, to just have mm. at the back of their mind as they think about therapy in whatever aspect they choose to at this moment. Mm. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would say um, <laughs> don't knock it before you try it. <laughs> I think when it comes to therapy, maybe um, even as just a novel experience, you know, it might not yeah. be a bad idea for you to to try and see what that experience would be like and whether you gain any value from it or not, especially if you are um, actually dealing with something significant that you want to work on. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, It's important to work with professionals mm. in whatever space you're working in because there is value to what, um, what these people can help you achieve or accomplish Mm -hmm. beyond Mm -hmm. which you can do for yourself yeah so that's 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 something that i'd like to say regarding Mm -hmm. specifically therapy Mm -hmm. Uh, but in terms of general well-being um yeah be willing to question yourself question your motivations to do things um Mm -hmm. you know take allow yourself to take risks sometimes to take yourself out of the of your comfort zone you know yeah to yeah. to learn to grow these are the things that are um that that actually create health and well-being psychologically because they're yeah. natural and um parts of yourself that are um that are what alive and need to be kept moving okay uh-huh, so i think sometimes yeah. society or um some some of the issues that i find people facing often is because they sort of allow themselves to calcify and um, become, mm-hmm. you know, bogged down with certain perspectives or certain notions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think some of what, uh, part of what a therapist can help you do is to, is to change your perspective, get a shift mm-hmm. in your perspective and embrace more parts of yourself so that you're feeling more whole and more um aligned yeah yeah in summary you said don't knock it until you try it and be willing to question yourself Mm -hmm. okay thank you again only for doing this uh with us you can follow prometheus on ig at Prometheus underscore KE and you'll be able to see all the amazing work that Olive and her team are doing. And once again, I appreciate your audience. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this conversation. Uh, Please share it with a friend, a family member or anyone out there you feel like they will have need for this conversation. And I hope to see you next time right here on All Day Intentional. Bye.